This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Peter Ayalo is the author of Hidden Treasure, Biblical Higher Power Spirituality for Inner Peace and Strength. And he's joining us on a call from California today where he lives in Oakland. Peter, welcome and thank you for joining us on Charisma Connection. Thank you. Now, you have an interesting background. You were raised Catholic, and then you were agnostic by the time you were 20, and uh-huh. uh, wandered from the will of God, and you got into Eastern philosophy, uh, but you became a Christian when you were about uh, 31 years old. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I started getting into the Bible at around 30. I see. And uh, again, with this idea of looking looking for what the Bible had to say about getting peace of mind, because I I didn't hear it when I was growing up at all. And then when I got got into the Bible, I saw it all over the place. And uh, it took me about a year or two to actually use it in my personal life. But uh, I I learned quite a bit about this from the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you went to the right spot then. Uh, definitely. <laughs> well, you have actually been reflecting on an excellent topic for the believer, and that is the mind of Christ. Now, we yeah. know as believers, the Scripture tells us that we are being transformed. How does that tie into the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is the uh, transformation that occurs when we uh, sur- surrender to him. And uh, Paul describes it as, as the, uh, the mind of Christ, as the uh, discernment that we get, that the natural person without uh, Christ doesn't have it. And uh, so just recently I made a better connection between the mind of Christ and the renewal of the mind and... Uh, and that type of thing, but it's a it's a spiritual discernment that an extra th- uh, like another sense that a Christian has that a uh, a non-believer does not have, and it's uh, it's more when I, when I've heard it preached like in churches and stuff they usually uh, talk about uh, just accumulating a lot of the uh, biblical word in order to arrive at it, but it's it's more than that. The, the word tells us how to uh, get it, but it comes through our, that surrender through uh, to Christ, to the Godhead, and then we get that extra extra sense. But it's not only accumulating uh, intellectual knowledge from the, from the word; it's more than that. It happens as a result of uh, implementing the the instruction we get from the Bible. So. Uh, that's something that's uh, a little more, a little clearer in my mind right now, from the way it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is so, actually spiritual discernment? What does it help us discern? Uh, I don't totally, I can't quite really quantify it because you know, I assume that because of my personal experience with the Lord many years ago, that uh, I, I have it, but. I, I, it's it's hard to put into uh, into words or how it 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 actually works or anything like that. It's just there, and uh, I, I just I don't really totally un, un, understand it. But 
like I said, it's in, it's in there. It's, uh, it's Paul describes it, and uh, what is it? First Corinthians chapter two, verses nine through sixteen. He gets into it, but it's uh, I don't totally understand it myself, but. Apparently, it's something that we we're, we're supposed to have as Christians. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. there's a lot of spiritual things that we are just not going to understand on this side of heaven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's just something that's there. And uh, what is it called? It's called the. I think it's called the renewal of the mind. And then there's another another term that I just forgotten. Mm-hmm. Well, what are all yeah. the implications for the believer who? walks in the Holy Spirit and has a renewed mind in Christ. What kind of implications do you think that has for us on a daily basis? I think I think it's the it's also part of the guidance I think we get from the Holy Spirit that uh, motivates us to do whatever good works we're supposed to be doing in in whatever way we're doing it. I just think it's what moves us. It's mm-hmm. part of what moves us to uh, to, to do works. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is some verse. I don't know if it's in Titus, where it says that uh, God has prepared Himself a people, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. I think the mind of Christ is also a part of that. The uh, this, this zealousness to want to get out there and uh, and put out the word. Yes, I'm sure. I kind of think that's what, maybe that's what made me motivated me a number of years ago to write the book because I felt that uh, what I the message I need I needed to get out there I needed to get out there more and so I wrote a book a book on it I didn't want to just keep it to myself or just uh, I in fact I use my own uh, I would use my own book as a an evangelism tool for myself kind of consolidates a lot of the knowledge that I had accumulated over the years. And then uh, in the meantime, I'm just, there's other clarifications that are happening since I even wrote the book. So uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's just all part of the process of the mind. I believe it's part of the mind of Christ that motivates you to, like I say, do what what you have to do. Some people want to go out and do missionary work in foreign countries. I never had that, uh, that desire to do that. I felt that there was plenty to do over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's what I, I think is part of the, and then the, the fruit of the spirit. That's kind of interesting. I think the mind of Christ is also the fruit of the spirit. In Galatians chapter five, twenty-two and twenty-three, where it talks about love, joy, peace, long suffering. Mm-hmm. All of those are inner qualities, and and uh, uh, temperance. That's the self-control that we're supposed to have. The peace. See, the peace and strength is all fruit of the spirit, plus all these other things: kindness, gentleness, meekness. And uh, and I, I think that's also a part of the uh, uh, mind of Christ. So there's at least three things that I can think of right offhand that uh, the mind of Christ encompasses. It's not just at one time. Let's say I would have said it was mostly the the peace and the strength because that's what I really needed in my personal life, and now I could see there's uh, there's more to it than uh, than that. But anyway, that's my that's what I think about uh, about the uh, mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think when we have the mind of Christ, also it's 
like we we understand who we are in Christ. So we yeah, have we we have um, you know a security in Him in in the way that He has made us in in our uh-huh. identity. So all of those things yeah. come into play too as we renew our minds in Christ. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Remember, I don't know if young, young people have a tendency, tendency to do this. We try to quanti- quantify all of these as- different aspects in our life. And I don't know if this even fits into what we're talking about, but I came to the conclusion eventually that uh, we are the composite that we are. Sometimes we try to uh, measure everything within ourselves. But we are what we are, and then the Holy Spirit enhances it. It... it uh, this thing about writing, I used to hate writing when I was uh, in grammar school and high school. It was very tedious for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I had a, a message to put out there, it was, became very easy. It wasn't work. Mm-hmm. I used to hate writing compositions and things like that because uh, I could never arrive at the number of words that I was required to have or seldom that I... Uh, and But now it just comes very easy to me. Yes. It's something I want to do. Well, so sometimes uh, when it comes to speaking, if someone would give me a topic and say, stand up there and extemporaneously talk about, you know, polar bears or something, yeah. uh, it would be difficult, and exactly. I would have a hard time making the five minutes or whatever, but if someone mm-hmm. asked me to stand and tell my testimony or uh, something yeah. about my life, it would be different. Exactly, yeah. Uh I don't know if that's a, who knows if that's a part of the mind. It must be part of the mind of Christ too, mm-hmm. just wanting to express your testimony. Yes, yes. I do that at different with different groups at one time or another. You know, I go to a business businessmen's fellowship group or a couple of them, and once in a while they ask me to uh, give my testimony. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I do it wherever I can. I do it at a, a Bible study. You know, when we're going through whatever we're reading in the Bible, uh, I a lot of times inject my own uh, spirituality, try to bring out my own spirituality in, in what we're reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, I do that at a Catholic Bible study. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I still, uh, for a long period of time, I labeled myself Christian. Now I, 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 I label myself Catholic, and I can kind of be Catholic in any way I feel like it right now. I could be evangelical, Zionist, Catholic if I feel like it. That's the way I view my, uh, my, the label itself. Mm-hmm. To me, the organization that I uh, interact with isn't, isn't the important thing. It's my relationship with Christ. And I bring that to whatever group or organization that I participate in. So that's right. how I conduct my personal life. I don't, uh, I can't, because I've never been totally satisfied with the, the theologic, the theology, in a lot of different churches that I'd gone to. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot. The Catholic Church, I don't, uh, uh, don't agree with, obviously. And but even within some evangelical churches, I have a little bit of a, diff- a problem with. But it really doesn't matter. It's not the important thing for me. I stopped looking for a perfect church many years ago. Yes, so. they, they always say that if you, if you find a perfect church, don't join it because then it will no longer be perfect. Right? Perfect. <laughs> I'm sure that's true of all of us as believers. I think so, so yeah. 
you know, yeah. as we as we consider the mind of Christ and how we are spiritually transformed as we grow mm-hmm. in our understanding of the Holy Spirit and of the Scriptures, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you came out of agnosticism. Could you talk to us a little bit about your testimony and how that how the mind of Christ applies? Yeah, uh, that the agnostics, you know that, first of all, when I was growing up Catholic with all my Catholic background and schooling, I, I always had these nagging doubts about even whether God existed. Mm. And, then, uh, and then I went to the uh, uh, University of San Francisco, a Jesuit uh, university, and I thought maybe Thomas Aquinas would uh, convince me that God existed, you know, with his proofs for the existence of God, and that didn't work. And then, just by the time I was 20, I just stopped fighting it. I just said, I'm not going to, uh, you know, if I have these doubts, I'm just going to uh, uh, go with them. In other words, not uh, try to force myself to believe in, in something that I didn't really believe in. And so then I get into my, you know, sexual lifestyle during my 20s. And then instead of uh, feeling more and more happier and more content because of the activity, I was getting more and more frustrated and I couldn't understand that because I didn't understand how lust works because you never get enough of what you're lusting after. And uh, I didn't know that. Hmm. And then I read the Eastern philosophy book that I gotten into for about three years. And it, it told me that you don't find happiness through trying to satisfy desires, whatever the desires are. It doesn't really matter. And I I went to that like duck to water because it was my experience because I wasn't getting uh, satisfied, content in life with uh, whatever I was lusting after. And uh, so that's kind of started me on this idea of backing off from all of my uh, desires and things like that. It didn't it didn't totally remove, or not, I shouldn't say remove, it didn't totally deal with them at the time with the Eastern philosophy, but it, but it was very helpful understanding all of these things. And then I got curious about the Bible at about uh, 30 years old and started interacting with this gr- group who was into the study of the Bible. Uh, I eventually left the group because they didn't... Um, uh, they weren't into that. I was curious about the, what the Bible had to say about getting peace, inner peace, that I was learning from the Eastern philosophy, and they weren't really teaching that. But here, while I was studying with them, I was finding all the stuff in the Bible that uh, uh, spoke to me. You know, like casting all your care, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. That, that's, that's an important Isaiah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all important. And yes. then the the one in uh, Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. See, and lean not in your own understanding. See, in the, in the Bible, we don't have to abandon our understanding, our intellect. We just don't lean on it. Like, uh, we lean on God. Yes. We lean on the Holy Spirit. And that's what gives us the peace. And then we can be as intellectual as we want. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there were there, there were a couple of other verses. I I have them listed here, and uh, uh, oh, cast your burden on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He shall not, not suffer the righteous to be moved. That's uh, a few of them are in the Old Testament, and then, like I say, there is a few of them in the New Testament. So it's all over the Bible, 
it isn't just in one testament but in the in the in the new testament we have that extra push that we get from the holy spirit to really give us that uh, that peace and strength at least that's the way i've analyzed it i don't i'm not so sure it was available uh, in the old testament as much as it as it is in the new testament with christ this peace and the strength the fruit of the spirit Yes, the, the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit is, is within us now, as opposed yeah. to the Old Testament when he would come upon us for yeah, certain seasons. Yeah, people in the, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. yes, and I could tell that you are someone who likes to dig deep into these oh, yeah. things and theological concepts and so forth, but as, as long as we hold true to the scriptures and the Holy Spirit uh, brings these things to, an, uh, to us in, in an understanding, as, yeah. as we begin to have that mind of Christ more and more impacting our yeah. lives, that's, that's the exciting thing about the Christian walk, wouldn't you say? Uh, definitely. And, and a lot of times when I get a better insight into something or a better understanding of something, it just pops into my brain. It's not like uh, I can order it to happen. Mm. It, it could happen uh, 10 minutes from now, it could happen a year from now, but it's not something that I can uh, uh, manage on my mm -hmm. own. It's just, uh, it's just through something, maybe I'm corresponding with somebody and all of a sudden something will hit me, mm -hmm. or it'll come in some weird way, hmm. some strange thing. That here I'm reading something that I'm opposed to, and all of a sudden I get a better understanding of... Uh, of uh, of something. Well, I think sometimes God gives us a little revelation. Of, yeah, uh, you know, as long as we're immersed in the scriptures and we're yeah. listening to the Holy Spirit, sometimes that happens. So, yeah. Peter, if people want to learn more about Hidden Treasure, your book, or about yeah. you, how can they do that? Okay, the website, at least the Charisma website, is, uh, you know, www www.hiddentreasure.website. That's the website uh, okay. that Charisma has for me with uh, the free download of the book, the okay. whole book. So Perfect. I've, yes, you've got a PDF on there, right, of the uh, revised book. Yeah, there's book. a PDF and everything, yes, and it's all free. I okay. give it away. Okay. So uh, I, feel, I feel it's important enough to give away. <laughs> ah, wonderful, and, and uh, we thank you for that. So it's yeah. hiddentreasure.website if anybody mm -hmm. wants to check out your book, and it's very easy to uh, make that download. Well, thank you, Peter Aiello. We appreciate your being with us here on Charisma Connection. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection. And for anyone who would like to continue their quest for the mind of Christ, be sure to check out Dr. Barbara's Whole Life podcast. That's with Barbara Lowe. She's a life coach and licensed psychologist who has a podcast on our network. So learn more about that show at cpnshows.com. That's cpnshows.com. This episode is brought to you by the ebook Revelatory Combat by Ryan Lestrange. Revelatory Combat is a concise look into the prophetic ministry and the partnership between prophets and apostles. It provides clarity for the battle facing the church in this hour. Ryan Lestrange and Charisma Magazine are proud to offer you a year-long subscription of Charisma Magazine, as well as a download of Revelatory Combat for only $20. If you'd like to take part in this offer, be sure to visit combat.charismamag.com or call one 800 749 6500 and mention the word combat.
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. <laughs>